Justin Bieber took to Twitter earlier this month calling out the Mission Impossible actor to a full-on fight and no one even knew why. Help me help you. Show you the money. Louder! Show me the money! Yell that shit! Show me the money! You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Loose Cannon and Baco. Don't believe me? Fight me. And unlike normally, I am not joined by the absent loose cannon because the audio track he sent me does not include the intro. Why don't we just pick it up in progress? So do you mind me just telling you a little bit about, about my week, Baco? Yeah, something tells me it's probably good. It, it, it's going to be a good thing for you, you to get this off your chest. Uh, I think it is. And, and I think people care. I think they care about the behind the scenes of our lives, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. They, they, I always want to know, do they think about us, as you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's beyond the characters, yeah. right? <laughs> beyond the characters. What, what are Loose Cannon and, uh, <laughs> and Baco doing? Yeah. Uh, we, maybe we should mention the meme. That was pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I mean, who is it? put the, a smile the, on my face anyway. <laughs> describe the meme, please. It's that one that you've seen of like Kermit looking out in the longingly in the rain, and uh, God, you know, do you remember who did it? I think it was Bill Elam. It might. I, fuck. I'm almost positive. I'm almost yeah, positive. Yeah, um, but uh, make fun of us on on our on our Facebook group if we got that wrong because you deserve credit. Uh, but it was it, it put a smile on my face. So yeah, it's Kermit looking out the window in the rain, kind of longingly, going, "I wonder what Loose Baco and, or Loose Cannon and Baco are doing today, right now." Right. I'm not sure about you, but my entire life I've been waiting to become a meme. So yes. it's been it's it's an achievement. So I have been a few. Yeah. Okay, well, I have not. So I'm I'm part of the club now and, and anyway, so here's Welcome. here's the thing. Question for you. Have you ever been driving down a road and you're on a road that's so badly put together, gravel, dirt, whatever that you think you're not going to survive that road? Yeah, every day to uh go into school through grade school. <laughs> okay. Well, there's I so this week I'm flying solo. I dropped my 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 uh my son off to overnight camp for a five-hour round trip. And in Colorado, what they never warn you about, though, is they just assume. I think they, they know it. Because in Colorado, you're required to have a dog, a tattoo, <laughs> a neck beard, and, an, and a Subaru Outback. I don't have the Subaru Outback or the other things in that list. Yeah, if you but replace the, that uh, Outback with um, a Prius, that you're in downtown Minneapolis. Okay. So better roads there, I assume. But they, but anyway, so anytime they say you're going to go on camping, they just assume, they don't tell you that the last eight miles of your journey will be a road so treacherous that uh, even in the movie Road Warrior, they would outlaw this road. Do you understand? Mm, Potholes, just, oh my God. So that that went on where my car basically will be going to the shop, 16 miles of, <laughs> of, of death. I had to keep pulling over the entire time, just, just dropping F-bombs in front of the... The uh, the kids and everything like why didn't anybody tell me this? It's just pure dirt. The loose cannon snobmobile didn't uh, handle well on the off road. 
Yes. <laughs> I don't know That's how to right. handle this. This is, this is tearing apart my suspension. <laughs> you know, the worst part is my banging Olufsen turntable kept skipping. <laughs> uh, yeah. You probably spilt your tea. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, uh, the, uh, chamomile tea, by the way, the yeah. best. So, yeah. It, it, so the <laughs> point is, is I have to go pick up now my car barely survived now tomorrow just just you know i have to do solo a five-hour round trip to to pick my son up again and go down that road so what did i do i went and got a car today i rent a car from enterprise and i'm gonna beat the ever-living fuck out of that car there and back (laughs) because there's no way that the car is going to be there again so that's my point if you're in colorado please warn the noobs that come into the state about these treacherous paths but uh and like you so, once said on the show, camping is stupid. Agreed. I, I would like to talk about your interview with Big Dad Rich of Texas Hippie Coalition. Great interview. If anybody missed it, they should go check it out. But one of the things that we didn't cover in the intro for the show that I definitely think we should talk about is, uh, and it turned out to be a, a great question. You asked him what pisses him off, basically, about the music industry. And I, uh, his answer was one of the most enjoyable things I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> Sure. So what he said basically is is that he can't stand it when he's he's a uh, one of the things that they gauge versus selling albums is their pull star numbers. So when they're on tour, they see other bands which he would not mention that are the ones that are pushed on Octane or Modern Rock or they they have the the push where they're getting on on the radio and whatnot. But yet when you go see them on tour, their concerts are very poorly attended. You see my meaning? I do. So he's so he's like. How is this possible? Why is this keep Why is this keep happening? Why don't people see that the one the the touring acts that are bringing the people in and push them versus because it has to do sometimes where well, you said one of the things that pisses you off the most is the fact that people back who they like, right? Uh, I <laughs> they, they definitely kind of walk away from artists. You see, you see labels do that all the time because he kind of hinted at that too, where you know you, a new boss comes in and something he doesn't like you, so he's gonna fuck you over. Which I've discussed quite a bit on this show, where I never understood that business plan. We're gonna tank this so that we're gonna lose five million dollars because I'm the new boss and I want it to be about me. But uh, yeah, he, he, he what he needs to understand though, Luce, is that. People need to go to take go to the bathroom at some point, so you got to put Chevelle on, <laughs> right? So, so I was thinking that the easy targets. What we always talk about is a Seether, Chevelle. I guarantee that a band like Texas Hippie and ones that they have that core audience have a better overall attendance than these ones. Now, I want to give you one that is even worse, even worse than Seether and and Chevelle and all these other ones. May I please tell you a band that I've never understood. And was shocked about how many millions of plays they have. On you Spotify. know, every time you ask if if it's okay, the phone rings. So I yes, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Are you familiar with the band Skillet? Is it a band? I thought it was a dude. <laughs> it is a band. Oh, I'm thinking it is a band. Oh, correct. I can see the confusion there, but yeah. no, the Skillet is a. Uh, I don't know, modern rock band that also says they're Christian, so they have that angle too. Uh, um, yeah. Yes. So, but they don't wear yellow and black. The they're worst. Like, they have a guy that plays <laughs> the violin, uh, electric violin, which I think is kind of like that scene in Revenge of the Nerds at the end where that guy's just jamming. Immediately what I thought of when you said that. Uh huh. Okay. Now, I'm just going to throw it out there. These are five songs I have never heard because I don't listen to Octane, but I guarantee they must be on there or, or whatnot. I've never seen them really do their own tour, 
Uh, they are coming here this this summer. But here's the deal. How many millions of plays the song Monster? Uh, uh, 45. 193 million plays. <laughs> Feel Invincible, 106. Hero, 161 million. Aw- Awaken Alive, 95. You see my point. I listen to these songs. I'm like, okay, so maybe this is a band that I've kind of missed out on. There is not a hook to be found on this. This is basically the Christian rock named after a kitchen utensil version of... Uh, God damn it. What's the fucking band you hate? <laughs> Why narrow that down? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. The the, uh, the 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 band you just ripped on. Oh, I'm guessing you're thinking of Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yes, this is that fucking band. I don't get it. I guarantee that this is what that one of the bands he's talking about. This is the evils of the music industry, and I cannot take it anymore, Baco. I can't either. I'm sick of it. But you know what I can take is a beer. All right. Oh yeah. Let's get to this week's beer. Which one do you want to crack open? Uh, t- uh, we're starting with Sam Adams, I thought you said. Ooh, yes, I think that's a perfect idea. And, of course, you said get just the regular Sam Adams, and you just sent me the picture. You got the other one. I got the one that they had. They were completely out of the other one. Of course I actually, they were. Yeah. I actually was going to take a picture of it because I knew you were going to bust my both. Sam Adams. Hey, yeah. No idea. I went there, and I was like, I told him, I'm like, are you serious? You're fucking out of this. Are you serious? And I, I didn't have another chance to go back there. Yeah, anyway, yeah. it's the Sam Adams. Sam yeah, 76. This is one that we kind of picked for the, the contributor, right? That they didn't yeah. actually. Yeah. If I got so, it right. So who who was the, let's get to that real quick. Who is the, the donor that uh, supplied us with our pod fuel this evening? His name is the great Ross Feichert. Am I uh, saying his name right? I think so, yeah. Is he the, the rocket, rocking donkey? I think he is. I think yeah. that's kind of his, his uh, little logo. But the... Uh, I'm just going to read what he said. He's, this is actually a, a two-time contributor to the show. About a year ago, he pushed Colt 45 on us, <laughs> and we uh, and we, we we powered through that. And he said this time because because you did because I did that to you, and it does not work every time. We are I'm going to give you Sam Adams. So thank you, Ross. All right, on yeah. Uh, let's crack it open. Let's do it. Okay, here is my. Uh, I have a bottle. Yeah, why don't you start? Because you you have the traditional one, the one that uh, you know, the first. Um, you know, it's, again, it's a beer that I've I've definitely had plenty of times. Not not a huge fan, but there's nothing wrong with it. Um, just not something I would normally pick for myself. But hold on, here we go. Uh, go go socks. Yeah, Tommy <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> What do they call Tom Brady? They have some dumb nickname. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. I, I don't do a good Boston accent. You, either, you really don't. Unless no. it's like, uh, um, where can I park my car? There you go. That's that's what you got to do. You gotta, yeah, Boston like, Lager. Uh, sure. Yeah, I drink this every time the Sox play the Rays. Let me tell you. I picked um, the Rays for some reason. <laughs> like That's the big rivalry. Go Sox. <laughs> All I know is that I, I'm, I'm – you know, I don't have that exact one, but I've always thought that Sam Sam Adams tastes like something you can charge an extra two dollars for and call it a, an import. So, you want me to do mine? Yeah, go for it. Uh, okay. You have what? What you have the Sam Adams? What eighteen eighty six or something like that? It's called Sam seventy six, and yeah. it's I've had refreshing. that once. It was disgusting. Okay, well, that's a great preview for what I'm about to, to drink. But it says, Sam 76 is a perfect union of lager and ale, giving you a craft beer with a flavor of ale and the refreshment of a crisp blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Oh, 
I, I don't even really have any comment. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just kind of there. It really is. It's not disgusting or anything. It has pretty much no taste. The weird thing is I'm now wearing a, uh, a Red Sox hat backwards. <laughs> I, I didn't even have a hat on two minutes ago. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Let me know if this progresses. Yeah, you- okay. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe by the end of this, I'll be shirtless uh, getting into a fight at a Little League game. Haven't done a thing today. I'm just sitting around wasting time away. And even if I wanted to, I can go outside. There ain't nothing to do. Jeff Tate a little while back, as you know, and one of the things I asked him about was, you know, uh, what he thought about the reaction that Rob Halford was getting, you know, for kicking basically, you know, I mean, like kicking, I mean, he kicked that fucking phone good. Oh, yeah, uh, he did. It was, it was a, it was a soccer kick. Yeah, out of a fan's hand. And, uh, you know, cause it was largely positive. And when Jeff, Jeff did the same thing at, at a show a few years back, he didn't kick it. He grabbed it out of the person's hand, turned around to, put his back to the crowd, and then tossed it over his head. But Tom Morello got into it with a, a fan recently as well, so this is nice. becoming a trend. Uh, he apparently had actually said something about, like, put your phones down and enjoy the moment, and and something about this fan. I, I'm sorry, I didn't break down the story very well, but he basically grabbed the phone and, th- and threw it. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to everybody. Like, uh, you know how Alice Cooper has that little, like, K- uh, Whatever that thing is, you twirl the baton. He twirls like yeah, smack. I would, I would like him to just slowly just poke phones out of people's people's uh, hands in the front row, or just just to, that should be like standard operating procedure for all concerts. Yeah. Front row, they get they get tackled. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if you're right up front, motherfucker, enjoy what you got. You're I feel, there! I feel the same way when I see somebody at a baseball game, especially at the Yankee games, when I think the, the, the seats right behind home plate are $2,500 a piece or something like that. And you're on your fucking phone. And it's like, what? Did, why do you even need to be here? I mean, there are there are fucking you know poor children that you could be donating your ticket to that could sit here and enjoy the fucking game, but you got to look like a goddamn princess on your stupid phone uh, on national TV. But with the concerts, I just unless it's holiday, I kind of felt guilty. Like I kind of <laughs> have to post something, right? But yeah. I didn't want you know. At the same time, I, I also like, well, God, everybody's gonna shred me now because I just posted a video of me. <laughs> I clearly shot on my phone. And oh no, it. that's an ex- that's an exception. Plus, you're not offending him. He's what is he gonna do? Uh, well, nothing because he's not very holographic. But we'll get into that here in a little bit. Sure. I'm I'm happy to see this kind of aggression towards the crowd. Again, we've talked about it. We've covered it a lot. Our, our thoughts on it, I think, are well documented. But for the most part, it's it's simple as. You're paying money to see these people. Enjoy the moment. I don't care what it is you're doing. You know what? If you're crossing the street, put your phone in your pocket. It's just okay. smart. I would also like to see maybe sometimes the artist just grabs the phone and adjusts it the proper way, the wide view. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it right. Or I want to get the, I want this to get as far as the fact that there actually is news articles saying that at XYZ concert, somebody didn't kick a phone out of the person in the front row, right? Yeah. That's the story. Someone had commented on the page, and I think it's a great idea, is it would be fun to see the actual footage of the phone that got kicked. Like, you know, all of a sudden see it spiraling through the crowd. <laughs> oh, the fo- you mean the phone's view? Yeah, well, they were filming, you know, so the Rob right. kicked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd you like see to see his that. foot come in. No, no, sudden, not just a foot, a big, a big metal god boot. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then it's flying circular over the metal community. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I hope he does it every show now. It's part of the, it's part of the act. Come on. I agreed with Jeff Tate a little bit because I remember like everybody's like, man, you know, this guy's melting down because it was right after like Queensryche and them split and they were still fighting in right. public and sure. suing over the shit. And he released that that FU album. And but no, I thought it was look, I had no problem with it then. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't care. You know, well, but yeah, I didn't buy his excuse. By the way, like I, I tossed it back to the guy, and he just he was like bummed out after the show that he. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I missed it. Yeah, give me a fucking break. You launched that fucker into the middle of the crowd. You weren't even looking. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, I am so impressed with Jeff Tate. I forgot how just he is a conversational ninja. Where he, he just is. you don't know you don't see him coming. Just like that whole thing about like. I really want to. I, I, it sounds like he was going to apologize for spitting on somebody, and then he and then he kind of like backed up, and you thought he was going to. You know, I feel really bad. I could have hurt somebody, but you know what? Spitting is the most degrading thing you can do to somebody. I'm like, oh, that's good. And the same, he did the same move on your uh, on the interview when you're like, hey, is there? Do you think there's? You know, time has gone by and and healed all wounds, and it kind of started like he was kind of going down this nice path. Yeah. And then he just <laughs> then he just threw tons of shade. I should. Start Start a Queen Strike cover band. Uh, what did he call the guitarists? Yeah, uh, well, he just he he re, he was had no problem remembering the, the names of the guys that are no longer in the band along with him. But when it got to the guys that are still in the band, he was conveniently like, "Oh, all they have left is rhythm guitar and bass." 
<laughs> to the lead guitarist. I mean, yeah, just, to the lead guitarist too. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I mean, if, even if you were those the, those band members, you were thinking, oh, maybe he's going to be uh, take it this this next level as far as class. Oh, oh, left turn, left turn, Jeff. Let's say you formed a supergroup of Rob Halford, Jeff Tate, and Tom Morello. What would that name be? Uh, well, more importantly, I would never start with those three. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> assuming that I did, uh, shit, I don't know. That some of th- maybe the Apple geniuses. <laughs>
So, Baco, I was not aware of this until I went to my main news source, which is Gene Vogel and his podcast, Disciples of the Watch. Ooh, yes. But Dave Mustaine has throat cancer. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I heard a little more detail about it today uh, from Tom Hazart on the Talk To Me podcast. Really? He basically, he just said he understands that for people you know, in the world, this seems like it's, it just happened. But they've actually been uh, dealing with this for I, I, a while. I, I can't remember if he said a timeline or not. But basically, they were hoping to still do the tour. You know, Dave was initially like, I'm just going to do my treatments. We're not going to, you know, cancel any dates, you know, with that whole thing with Ozzy, which, you know, it wasn't nothing to do with them, but they... It just seemed like a little added pressure, but it got to the point where apparently it just became clear that uh, he was going to have to just step aside for a little bit and deal with this. So uh, the prognosis sounds good, which is encouraging. I have no doubt that he's going to, you know, knock that shit out because, I mean, that cancer has no idea what it's dealing with with that man, right? I mean, it it should just run. Yeah. (laughs) You think cancer is code word for Lars Ulrich? What do you mean? His throat has Lars Ulrich in it? Yes. He's a small guy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Lars Ulrich would taste horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not not the kind of Danish you like to eat. That was like a joke grenade there. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, but like, I think Lars and Vince Neil are probably the most unkept two people that are that are millionaires in the rock world. Yeah, well, Lars looks like he at least uh, eats well. Yeah, sure. I but mean, he, healthy. Vince looks like he eats well. <laughs> <laughs> Vince looks like he eats Lars. <laughs> Where is Lars? Vince? <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, um, I am confident that that Mustaine's gonna gonna get through this quickly um, because you cannot mess with that man. He's been through everything, and and he's so he fell angry. asleep on his arm and was able to play guitar again a few years. Later. <laughs> so so weird. He said some uh, odd ailments, but but in all seriousness, like like 2019 is not his year. He was planning a fast called Keg of Death. Then he went to go to Ozzy's tour. Then Ozzy canceled on him. Then he puts together this mega cruise, and then he may not perform. It says, like, they'll be there in some way, shape, or form. They're just not not sure that they're going to be able to play or not yet. Yeah. It just kind of sucks the timing of everything. Cancer is never good with timing. But in all seriousness, cancer is not something to joke about, and I'm sure he's going to knock this shit out. Yeah, me too. Uh, And and, and, and look, I'm totally confident that – if they if they can't perform as a band, they're going to definitely make it still something very cool for the fans, uh, yeah. it, with the crews. You know what I mean. So, uh, just get better, Dave. We'll 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 still be here. Exactly, and and, it, and on a positive end too, it's not really going to affect the singing voice. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Oh man, maybe Vince should get uh, throat cancer. It might help. That's you know? <laughs> right.
So to come at another interview, the Bryn Arns of the band Flip, uh, yeah. that you did recently. Uh, real quick question: um, Has he? He seemed to be very entertained. Uh, by everything in your, your basement, <laughs> did he take anything with him or buy anything from you? Because he was constantly distracted by your 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 merch. Uh, no, yeah, he. I just kind of picked that stuff while he was down there. He did give me a copy of the CD, uh, the, the the best of the worst of Flip. But uh, sure. there was one story I sh- I wanted to uh, uh, tell that didn't make the show because we were just talking, you know, in in my kiss room, sure. uh, about Bill O'Coin and uh, it was it's two things. One, I thought it was funny that he he played kiss trivia with Bill O'Coin and destroyed him. He's like he's like Bill doesn't even look at it like that. You know, to him it was like more about the the product and, and what they put out there. He never really gave a shit about uh, the actual the, the 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 music and stuff like that. But he he told me this one time that he fucked with like he would fuck with Bill. He said. And like he would like tap someone on the shoulder that new Kiss, and he'd like watch this, and he'd go to Bill and say, uh, "Bill, what do you think's a better Kiss album, Beth or Rock and Roll All Night?" And, <laughs> and, and Bill would pause and go like, "Well, I think Beth is a better album, but Rock and Roll All Night is the one the fans really, you know, the album the fans like." So <laughs> it, I mean, it's just kind of fun to, to to know that like you know, just the, almost this human side of of, of people that we've we, we've you know kind of followed a lot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, if you want to listen to an interview with tons of random stories from producers like Bill Coin and the most conversation you'll ever hear on this podcast before or after about cereal, check out that. Uh, <laughs> check out. Check out the interview. A great Snoop Dogg story too. I love that, that one. That is true. Yeah. Lot, lot, uh, lots. Lots of. Uh, lots of name names were dropped on your floor that. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard a lot of these stories over the years, though. So you got to, you know, uh, it was just kind of fun to kind of get it from the the man himself. Uh, sure. I, I, I've never actually had a chance to have a conversation with him. Everybody else in Flip, but he's the only one. So it, it cool. sounds like it's because his wife picks him up after the shows. <laughs> <laughs> and you opened for him too. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, it wasn't a, it was not a good night. Uh, no, not for us, but uh, it was it was a cool opportunity. We just blew it. So, uh, well, I'm glad you liked the interview. If I, I, if anybody didn't listen to it because they're not really sure that or know that much about Flip, I really encourage you to check it out because uh, he does have a, a fascinating career with a lot of stories. He talks about a lot of people you do know. And and they're, they're just really fun, you know, upbeat, positive stories. There's, you're not going to get a lot of dirt out of it, but it is uh, it is pretty cool. But, hey, okay. I got something fun to talk about. What you got? Did you happen to see well, – you follow Justin Bieber on social media, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he made some headlines with a tweet. I'm just going to read it, and we'll kind of take it from there. Uh, okay. I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight – you're and he he spelt it wrong. <laughs> you're oh, scared, yeah. right. and you will never live it down. I would oh. fucking love to see this. I might I might actually watch my first UFC fight if Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber went at it. How tall is Bieber? Short like Cruise? Oh, it's got to be sh- as short or shorter. <laughs> He looks like a he looks like a little guy, and 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 first off, is there a beef between Tom Cruise and Bieber to begin with? Or is yeah, no one has any idea. I, every story I've read on this, like, because no one's they have no idea where this is coming from. I'm gonna say that this would go down like you know a Tyson fight, circa mid '80s or whatever, like that, like in 90 seconds. I mean, <laughs> even if if Tom Cruise. You know, obviously he's a movie star, stuff like that. But I understand he does some most of his own stunts of those Mission Impossible's. Yeah, guys yeah. in shape for a fifty-five year old. He's gonna he's gonna 
stop that little bitch's ass. <laughs> I wonder. You know, I, I I would probably put my money on him, but just because I think he's got like this this really dark, like violent side. Who, that, uh, Bieber? No, no, Tom Cruise. Like, okay. I, I'm with you. And I don't mean that in the sense of, like, you know, like there's a, a a trail of battered women in his life. I mean, like, he's one of those guys that you just push the wrong button and he goes fucking nuts. Well, plus he has the power of Scientology going through his veins. Yeah, very, very enough. So if, even if he loses, uh, they'll kill Bieber. <laughs> That's right. Going clear. Yeah, going clear. <laughs> So what 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 should, what would what would they charge for this? Uh, well, um, I believe that the price is the price to get to like level twelve of Scientology to to watch it. <laughs> That's what you think. What, what I know it is. It's like have you seen that documentary where that that dumbass from King of Queens, like the the wife, is in yeah. it, and she, she yeah. was like abducted by Scientologists. Well, no, she was raised a Scientologist. Her mom was one. Whatever. My version's better. <laughs> yeah, my okay, whatever. It's not a difference without distinction, but yeah, no, she. Well, I would say she had to flee like uh, an abductee. I would. I would say that the pay per view has those things, like like you can just watch it, or you can watch it and be on level whatever, getting closer to. <laughs> like, what's what's the end goal? You, you, Scientologist, you, you can. You have ahead. to. You have to have one of those. Uh, you have to have your thetans tested while you're watching it. You know. <laughs> You got one of those theat meters, and as long as your 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 thetans are good, the the broadcast stays going. Yeah, I mean, one of the kind of the beginning tiers is you get a signed hardcover copy of Battlefield Earth. <laughs> is it like signed by his corpse hand or something? Uh, they probably keep him around, like in some kind of tube, I would assume. But I would I would like to I would like to see uh, Bieber take a big that thing's like nine hundred pages and just smack. <laughs> Smack Tom Cruise across the <laughs> across the jowls with it. Yeah, maybe that's the way it goes. You got Bieber hitting him with copies of Dianetics, and, <laughs> and, and meanwhile, like Tom Cruise is like throwing him down on the mat and like tattooing douche on uh, on Bieber's <laughs> stomach, uh, something like that. That would be uh, pretty interesting. Or or maybe uh, Tom Cruise just smacks him in the face with all his royalty checks. <laughs> Tom Cruise gets a step stool and smacks him in the face with his royalty checks. What I would like to see fight Bieber is Nick Nicholas Cage. <laughs> hey, remember when uh, Nick Cage and uh, Vince Neil got in a drunken kind of slap fest in Vegas? <laughs> of course, <laughs> that was awesome. Talk about people that that do a lot of movies compared to Tom Cruise. Nick Cage, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, does like ten movies a year just to pay off all of his debt. I'm yeah. not sure if you know that. That's just if you go on Netflix, you're like, what is this movie? And Nicolas Cage is starring in it. <laughs> but the the reason is he had to pay off these things. These are things he could throw at Bieber if it was him versus Tom Cruise. Shrunken pygmy heads. Ooh. He's got uh, a pet octopus. He could throw on him. That works. Yeah, he's got uh, – or he could just smack him around again with the first Superman comic. <laughs> we pretty much took this from a UFC fight to uh, a celebrity death match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this needs to be – they need to be made of clay. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Tom Cruise was.
Tom Cruise and Bieber being in the main event. We are about to get down to something I am so excited about hearing, and I, I have I have not been told anything thus far about it, and that is your press passes to go see Holodio. Yeah, it, uh, I'll get to it, but it turns out you didn't need uh, press credentials to get in free to this show. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, you, I actually talked to you. Uh, what I I got I got the the credentials and. I told you I wasn't sure if I wanted even wanted to go, you know, because my, my overall feelings are like, I, I don't even think it's going to be worth it, that kind of thing. Uh, but you said what to me? I said that if the night of Holodeo that you were having second thoughts, I would call you and just say, <laughs> you're making a mistake. Yeah, like I did with you with uh, Glorious Sons. But you also reminded me that I have a social contract with the listeners. You I did, did say it. on an episode that if he was within 50 miles of my house, uh, <laughs> I would go see Holodeo. So did you fulfill this obligation? I listeners? did, and I made sure I got there early enough to see Love Hate, which is a good thing. And I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. Please, um, uh, if you are a fan of Love Hate, and you, it, you, they weren't a band that you got to, a lot of opportunities to see, you know, when they were around, uh, you won't be disappointed. It's probably worth the thirty-five or forty bucks you, you spend to go to this thing, just for that alone. Um, I thought the Jizzy Pearl had a really good band. They sounded great. Uh, he played mainly songs off uh, the first two records. Uh, there's a song on uh, uh, one of their later records, uh, Let's Rumble, called Spinning Wheel, which I absolutely love. I was blown away. I fanboyed out a bit during uh, Love Hate, to be honest with you. My wife was just like, kind of like slowly stepping sl- away from me, you know, as so I'm like, walk <laughs> out on the spinning wheel. It was a band that I had never heard a single song of before we started the show. And yeah, I, I love that first album. It's uh, uh, some of the worst artwork, cover art. Sure. Well, the, the bass life. player was uh, the artist. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, bass player. But, 
but yeah, no, I, I like those those albums, the first one especially. But uh, it's good to see there. It, it's a random that they would just grab them. What's the last time they've even played? Oh boy, I mean he uh, he has done like love hate shows in in uh, Europe the last okay. few years, but nothing really in the states. The last time I saw an actual deal, love hate with only Jizzy Pearl open for them. Well, Wendy sure. Dio had a lot to do with uh, like she managed uh, love hate back oh, okay. back in the day. Got it. Got it. Got it. Continue, please. Let's let's get down to the the man himself. So, how was the crowd? How was the crowd for the hologram? It was uh, it was it was much like uh, if you listen to Stephen Michael's review, uh, it was kind of very similar uh, from my experience. Yeah, it was about uh, a third full. You had no problem moving around. You could be pretty much wherever you wanted. it you could go to the bathroom, get a beer, come back. Uh, you'd be nine dollars lighter in the pocket and still get to, to wherever the hell you wanted to stand. You, you didn't have to worry about that too much. It was more than the initial picture you 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 showed me. Yeah, the initial uh, picture I posted was uh, yeah about five minutes to love hate, and it was almost empty. Like okay. I'm like, there's like maybe 80 people here. Uh, by the time the hologram took the stage, uh, yeah, it maybe morphed into 300. <laughs> okay, uh, so, so so they could have used a hollow crowd. Yeah, they could have used the hollow crowd. Yeah, anybody who listened to the Eddie Trunk interview knows that he said something that I think is a solid point, and that is that there might not be a big demand to see someone like Dio as a hologram as opposed to like the Beatles or something. And, and I know that sounds obvious, but what his, what he, he elaborates a little more and, and gets into like when Dio, before he died, he was not like someone that could tour arenas or, or even large no. clubs, you know, he would have been playing the same place probably with the same amount of people there. And, you know, like he would be in middle of the day at an eighties fest, you know? Sure. Uh, and, and that's not a shot. I mean, I think he's a, a well-respected guy in the metal community, but the numbers are what the numbers are, you know. It's just oh, but uh, so yeah. You're saying so. You're saying 300 or 400, roughly. Yeah, right? something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I did I did one of my little Baco head counts. It's it's between three and 400, and about half those people didn't didn't have to pay to get in. Uh, uh, this the same club had an issue with the promoter on Tesla, and and they were giving away tickets for that the day of the show by giving away. Like literally, like I, I saw people posting this. It's basically a picture of an email saying this will get you into Tesla tonight, and you just screen capture that, take it to the show, and got in, and it, it ended up filling the place for Tesla. But it didn't do the same thing for Dio. But it, it got my wife in for free. We were just going to buy her a ticket. So you're telling me that I could be at this concert and have paid forty dollars to see a hologram, and <laughs> the person next to me has a printout from a Facebook page and got in free. Am I accurate on this? One hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not oh underselling God. that. She actually went to Facebook to find the person who posted it. Fucking did that whole thing where you click the button to screen capture it. Just yeah. pulled it up out of her photo gallery and showed it to him. Wow, that is not. And, a good and the sign. same thing was for Tesla, the because uh, some friends of mine went and they did that, and but and there were people really pissed there because that place got packed, and suddenly you paid fifty five dollars to see Tesla, and it turns out the only reason you can't move is because these other you know uh, twelve hundred people didn't pay. I think that's called dynamic dynamic pricing. Yeah, dynamic pricing. <laughs> yeah, see a previous episode for that garbage. Now, I understand the hologram is the Dio Disciples with the hologram. Now, you, you know that they came here about six months ago here to, again, the uh, iconic Herman's Hideaway. That place was packed, 400 people without a hologram. That's that's my huh. – so it looks like they draw the same um, with or without is my point. Yeah. Um, and those people paid. Yeah, fair enough. 
They probably didn't pay 40 bucks. Nope, 20, 20 bucks. Okay. Continue, please. I just found it interesting. You would think the hologram would, would – the theory is that the demand would be more. Yeah, you would think. Um, the, the, the show starts, and the, the basically the a lot of the uh, – it's very hard to describe, but I'm going to do my best. The stage is basically kind of like the, the drummer and uh, guitar player are, are, are to the right if you're facing the stage, uh, okay. and the keyboard, and, keyboard player and bass player are on the left end. And then uh, Ripper Owens and uh, Oni Logan come when they sing – they walk along this almost like catwalk on top of a video screen that's you know maybe about four feet wide uh, that runs along the entire front and then they go going back. Holadio uh, is where the drummer typically is. So what you have is this, this giant um, LED screen with a square hole in it, and then behind that is another giant LED screen uh, screen that is playing the same imagery and stuff going on all that time. And then Holodio, uh, he actually kicks off the show. Uh, so you see him right away. And I'm pretty sure Holodio dragged me out of a car in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what does that even mean? This was the cheesiest looking thing. It, oh, it like, was, a punk, like a street punk. Yeah, he, he looked like a video game. He, he, and the one thing I thought I would, I would get... get that I would leave being satisfied with was the quality of the hologram. I would think it would look holographic. What are, if I ask you this, and I'm being serious here, what are some key elements that that make something a hologram versus just a video on a screen? Yeah, I would think it would be 3D. Uh, it would be standing out uh, close to the edge of the stage and, you know, zip around, work the crowd left and right in a certain uh was there a certain radius he could zip around yeah well it was stuck i mean i'm, I'm not surprised that the thing can't just go everywhere well i know not everywhere but, but, but yeah it, like it, a- it, it had an area but the it used about half of the area that it was given and not like the half like like a half that's in the middle with two quarters on the side it stuck largely to like if you got this like eight eight foot area and you cut it in half four feet he's staying mostly on that left side it was just weird. And the weird other weird thing is that like when he wasn't singing, he was still holding the mic to his mouth. He was just moving around and so it didn't it, it didn't even look like they tried to make it look like he was actually mouthing the words. They just always had a microphone where his mouth would be and then you know, it's the voice would come through. Okay, so did, does he move forward and back, or is it just left and right? Just left and right. And uh, the, the, let me get to the point I was trying to make there about sure, the, the three-dimensionality of it. At no point did this thing look three-dimensional at all. There was one one time that the bass player walked behind the giant video screen over to Holodio, and for about a second, the headstock of his bass falls sort of behind Dio's shoulder and then oh, comes boy. back. That is the only time you ever get any sense that there is actually depth to this, that it is holographic. It, And I'm not saying it wasn't a hologram. I'm saying it didn't give you the feel of seeing anything holographic. It was no difference than going to an IMAX theater or or seeing some, some character in a video game. It, it didn't look good, and it, it actually made it easier for me to take, to be honest with you, because this felt more like just like a tribute. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I'm okay with that. To me, when you have a hologram come out and perform as Dio, that to me is kind of where you kind of like draw the line, where I, 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 
I'm going to call out some people here in a second, but well, before I get too much further into the, the, the hologram and that kind of stuff, I, I want to mention that they have the two other singers on there. You have uh, the, the guy, Oni Logan, who's largely famous for, uh, for his time in Lynch Mob. And uh, from his time in Priest, we have the guy who replaced Rob Halford, uh, Ripper Owens, brought to you by Monster Energy Drink. Uh, that guy could not have been more douchey. I mean, he comes out, he's wearing a Monster Energy Drink hat. He's got a Monster <laughs> Energy Drink wristband and a Monster Energy Drink scarf hanging out. And looking at the photos I've seen people post from the other show, this is his sponsored outfit, apparently. Um, So going forward, I think I can only refer to Ripper Owens as Ripper Owens brought to you by Monster Energy Drink. If you're going to sell your soul that fucking clear, you get into NASCAR or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, both of those guys did a really good job as far as singing. They sounded great. They did all this stuff. But what's the fucking point? I don't... It's... It just seemed unnecessary. It didn't add anything to the show. And it just kind of tied into the whole thing. It's like, this thing is really just done for... There's just not a good reason to do anything they're doing. This is the, the intent is supposed to be honoring Dio and the legacy and all that stuff. But it, I think if you take the hologram out, I can accept it that way. But... I don't want to see Oni Logan and Rip, Tim Ripper Owens brought to you by Monster Energy Drink on a, on a Dio hologram show. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that said, they, they they were fine. They sounded great. The weird thing is, like when I left, I was like, I was less offended by the hologram by because it was cartoonish, and it, it just it that's that's basic that's my basic take. But I would like to say this: this is my one big problem with this whole thing, and this is why I didn't want to go. Because oh I've seen people, and I even heard Stephen Michael kind of talk about like, hey, it's worth your thirty-five or forty dollars or whatever, right? You know what? On a technological standpoint, no, it's not. That hologram looked like fucking shit. So I don't care that you have all these LED screens that show cool imagery. I went for a hologram, and the hologram disappointed. It looked bad. That I thought that would be the one thing that I wouldn't be able to bitch about. It looked fucking cheap as shit. The bottom line is the the technology probably isn't quite there yet. But that and that's fine. These things, you know, have to develop. But I metal music we're not talking about Justin Bieber now like we were just a minute ago. Metal musicians are supposed to care about music. It's supposed to mean something. It's supposed to matter. And to accept this is like, I just love the music a deal. Well, then play a fucking CD. Buy a goddamn DVD. Post something about Dio on your Facebook page. But don't don't fucking support this garbage. Don't tell me that, like, well, they got a really great audio track of Dio singing. Did you expect it to sound like he was singing from an AM radio? I mean, and they couldn't even get the hologram to look good. And I'm still hearing people going, yeah, but if you want to be entertained, just go. You know what? I I do want to be entertained, but there are other ways to be entertained. I I mean, it's like, I love Dio so much, I want him to sing when he's dead. It should matter that you saw him when he arrived. And this makes it seem like it didn't. If, If we can just replace people with a hologram once they're dead, then what does it fucking matter? And why do you need a band? And why do you need fucking Tim Ripper Owens brought to you by Monster Energy Drink? You don't need any of this fucking garbage. And I sure as hell didn't need to pay $9 for a Miller Lite that night. 
that's a real sticking point for you. Yeah, it is. is. Yeah. And by the way, I want to throw something at you. I would like Cobras on Fire to officially take a stand. It requires you to be on board with this, but I would like to throw it out there. And if you give me your support, this can be the official stance of Cobra and Fire. Can Can I throw it at you? Please. From this point forward, as long as you agree, Cobras and Fire officially takes the stand that any beer that costs more than $7 includes the tip. Oh, my God, yes. Give me a break. Now, was that was that a silo or 16? That was a 16-ouncer. Oh, my God. I've paid $9 for, like, the uh, the 24, <laughs> the yeah. Tall Boys or whatever. Yeah, I would ridi- For Miller Lite? That's yeah, obscene. Yeah, fucking Miller Lite. You know why I had to have a Miller Lite? They, didn't, they weren't serving Coors Light. My God, it's just like, and then when, like, it was, you ever you seen Deuce Bigelow? Eight dollars and fifty cents. Well, how much is just for a plain cranberry juice? Oh, uh, three dollars. No, I'll go for that. There you go. That's uh, eleven fifty. Uh, no, no. Perhaps you misunderstood me. I wish to cancel my original order of the martini and two olives. And go for just the plain cranberry juice by itself for the three dollars. And I apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused you. Uh, perhaps you don't understand. Uh, if you don't pay me now, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take this swizzle stick, and uh, I'll be shoving that right up your pee hole. It's like I've kind of felt like that, but like, yeah, she took her time too. Like, and I was the only person there, uh, like at, at the bar at this time. It was during the show. And she was like really hoping I would just walk away. And I'm like, I, I don't care. It's only a fucking dollar. I'm sticking around for principal. You're giving me that fucking buck back. Ooh, that's the worst is when they expect to keep it. Too. Yeah, they kind of like part. act like, well, let's see if I if I if I kind of while I bring him up and I and I grab the change and I just kind of wipe over here. Maybe I look back and yeah, no, I'm sorry. Nine dollars for a Miller Lite. If that doesn't include tip, I'm not the one who's cheap. But, but let's let's go back to, to from a business, but <laughs> to be the devil's advocate here, though, okay? The uh, the the hollow devil. Now hollow the devil. the you know you got to look at it from a business aspect, though. Is think about how well they're going to do with that stack of of screenshots in every town. <laughs> yeah, right. I know for the promoters. Shit. Oh, I'm, I'm not God. sure if you know if you if the, the currency. That's like um, uh, that's Bitcoin in the promoter industry. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you there. I, I I don't think they're making their money back. Stephen Michael got that right. You know, they've already canceled the show or two. Um, Eddie Trunk is not going to be able to attend the show that he was going to go to because it got canceled. The thing that this tour needs, though, is a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> There's the closer. You want to get out of here? Rock's not dead. And it sure as fuck is not going to pay $9 for a 16-ounce Miller Lite. Again. Who's it?
To, oh, to do, for you to do it? Yeah, like he's do, he has a, his Thursday is his live radio show. Uh, he, he wants to have just, us on it right now. No, just me. Uh, he's open. Yeah, like, oh, of course. Just not, you. not you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.